The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the May 8th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to talk some Western Conference veterans, whether we're in or out on them as possible fantasy picks and everything else. I had some other notes on some recent columns that I wrote, and Jonas has one coming out uh, this weekend as well. And, and as you would assume, with me to do so is Jonas Nader. What's up, man? What's up, man? How you been? Pretty good, man. Just, uh, honestly, I've been just digging through stats. I'm writing these new deep dive columns, and honestly, they've been just great for me as far as just like my mental health. I just like yeah. to dig in, you know, kind of get gives me a sense of normalcy. I just like to sit at my computer and like look at NBA.com for like four or five hours, and I'm you know, I'm really happy. It's weird. Yeah. But, uh, I'm the opposite. I get depressed when I look at NBA.com because I miss it so much. <laughs> yeah. So I, I picked up hobbies. I've been trying to learn the stock market. I've been playing, picked up some video games. I play Age of Empires 2, the classic game. It's a lot of fun. Just like a strategy game. But like the stock market's so funny, man. Like one day you're just like, you're like high on all this excitement. Yeah, I'm up 10%. The yeah. next day it's like serenity now. George yeah, Sands' nice. dad's. It's pretty wild, man. It's pretty volatile right now, especially like this is probably the worst possible time to learn it. But yeah, it's, it's 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 pretty fun some days. It, yeah, it hasn't been a, a very festivist for the rest of us. I have to stick with the George yeah, exactly. Costanza yep. run. Um, okay, so yeah, we're gonna stick with. If you missed it last week, Ryan and I talked about Eastern Conference veterans, so we're talking guys over thirty or very soon going to be thirty. Some names that we're gonna get to uh, down the line that are just hitting thirty recently. Paul George is one of them. Just had his birthday last week. Um, like Rubio's, I, I said this before, but like Ricky Rubio turning 30 is just crazy to me. It's like baby face mm-hmm. Rubio is just like, oh man, I've been in this fantasy <laughs> game for so long. But, uh, you can't, you can't say Ricky Rubio without me thinking about Johnny Flynn. Yeah, man. I don't know why. It's just, they're ever like, they're forever linked. And then Curry's right Absolutely. there. That's just, that was the, that was the wildest draft. It really Love was. It. Yeah. Uh, so let's hop in this. Obviously the number one player in fantasy is 30 now. Uh, it's James Harden and then his sidekick. Russell Westbrook, and we talked about this probably a couple months ago, a month and a half ago, kind of when this started. The Rockets owner, and this is in the news recently too, that you know there's a report, and I believe it's true, that he has like a three hundred million dollar loan at thirteen interest, a thirteen percent interest rate, which is ridiculously high. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like, cash considerations for James Harden are like <laughs> <laughs> a lot of cash. Oh man. But yeah, like that's crazy. That's honestly that's the biggest con. That's if you put like cons like the Rockets, you know, tearing things apart and tanking or doing whatever, like that's honestly the biggest knock on James Harden is the fantasy yeah, and value. Just think about this too. Think about Russell Westbrook's contract alone puts yeah. them so far over the luxury tax. So it's going to be some decisions to be made if they don't win. If there's playoffs this year, which hopefully there should be, a lot of optimism lately around the NBA. So we'll see. Like unless like, yeah. unless rumors really heat up, would you move Harden out of the one spot? Like, I don't think you really can. I don't think you can at this point. Yeah. Like, the way he is, I feel like he's going to age so gracefully just because he's yeah. never been built on athleticism. He just gets you with his hit, with his little hip movements like Luka Doncic and just gets by you. He's going to yeah. age, I think, will be number one for two or three more years. Yeah, I with think so, Davis. 
<laughs> he I, just does yeah. so many things well. We talk even when he was like when when he struggles, he just pulls up in so many different areas. Like January, he was, I believe, the worst player for field goal percentage, and he yeah. was still you know like second third round or something just because he does so yeah. many different things. Dude, um, if, if Russell Westbrook joins your team and you're still the number one fantasy player, that's <laughs> unheard of because yeah. he's just a usage soaker. Like, there's no way Harden should be number one yeah. and he is, so it's insane. For sure. And uh, actually, speaking of Westbrook, since January 1st, he was second in the league in scoring, in the whole league, uh, mm-hmm. more than Harden. It, um, and then do you know who number one was? Bradley Beal uh, by a whopping two oh. points. Um, Beal was just yeah, a scoring machine. Yeah, he did not all-star snub lightly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, Westbrook also tied for second in steals uh, with 1.9 per game in 2020. Ben Simmons was the only guy ahead of him at 2.1. Free throws were up. He was shooting mid uh, mid uh, mid 70s. You know, he cut out the the long range shooting and really did what we've been kind of hoping he would do for years. Um, he's probably you know eight cat. I think he's solidly in that 10 12 range, I guess. And then nine cat, you're probably talking 10 to. 17-18, mostly durable with the you know the Pat Beverly meniscus leg, you know he you know he's basically uh, Wolverine with the dent in his face and he's still able to, to play through, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So where are you at on Westbrook? I'm one of those guys that uh, almost never get Westbrook. I think he's going to go in round two next year, and I don't want to do it until like the end of the round two turn because okay. because we talked about this last year. He had he's had five or six knee surgeries. He's had five mm-hmm. knee surgeries and one just a drain or a shot or something like that, but trying to remember but he's at five knee surgeries at least and yeah. how old is he he's gonna be 32 30. right he's 30. yeah he's, he's 30 so okay he's 31 30. later yeah, or yeah no, he's 31 I, 31 sorry okay yeah i prefer 30. if we wait till the third round on westbrook and he's never oh, gonna wow. fall there yeah yeah i i'm down I, i'm kind of buying um again you want to get a point guard so this is assuming trey's gone luke is gone because if you don't take a point guard at that turn i mean i think i would still take westbrook over drew as much as I love Drew, we're going to talk about him a little bit. And I'm going to take him over Kyrie, um, which I, I want to talk about too. So it's just pretty much like point guards really dry up really once. And I'm, like I'm taking him over Kemba now. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a positional thing. Um, Can I say one thing that has helped Westbrook though is they only have one non-shooter on the floor, and that's Westbrook now because uh, they put Covington and Tucker at the five. So that's that really helped. Yeah, and that's part of it. Way. I mean, that lineup yeah. change helped him tremendously. Right. So I'm kind of – I'm not buying him being, you know, this good. Um, yeah. But still, his usage rate, and it's not like Harden wasn't sucking up. Like Harden was still, you know, in the 30s for usage rate. So it's not like yeah. Harden was taking a back seat. Um, yep. It's just Westbrook just really turned it on. Yeah. Um, yeah. The steel again. The steals were there, um, and the Rockets have been you know pretty good in steals. I'm going to talk about Rocco too. Um, so yeah, I, I think he's pretty solidly there. I mean, I would take Tatum obviously, but um, yeah, I, I think I've I, I've definitely I don't have him on my like, like you said. I usually have him crossed off the last three or four years. Especially with yeah. the with the knees and the free throw percentage was really the main thing, but I'm in. Uh, if if I'm sitting there and I didn't get and I didn't get Trey or whoever in the first round, I'm definitely inclined to take him. Well, of all the players you said, I would have taken. Uh, the only thing I disagreed with is I would have taken Drew over Westbrook. Okay. It's close, yeah, just because yeah, like me and you've both seen the splits with Drew and Zion. He he just feasted with Zion. I got so. more. I got more Drew. Uh, let's just get to Drew. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> since you said that, um, he's going to be 30 in June, and I've t- we talked about this all the time. Um, the per 36 was Zion, 19, 5, and 8 assists, 1.9 steals, 1.0 blocks. So I dug a little mm-hmm. bit deeper. Um, he didn't shoot the ball well um, as far as jumpers go, but with Zion on like inside the paint, inside the arc stuff, 58% on twos with Zion, 48% without him, 10% increase uh, is just wild. Uh, had a 3% mm-hmm. increase on scoring via fast break, 
He was assisted 47% with him, 34% without him. So you're talking 13%, big number there. And then uh, even deeper there, uh, he was assisted on 74% of his threes with Zion, 51% without him. Um, so getting the shot selection is just so oh, oh, much better um, yeah. when he's with Zion. And again, the, the defensive stature there. And if you're streaming, you know, this is my whole case for Jewel all along. You know, he's not going to wow you in, st- in scoring, but he's going to do so many things well. Uh, he did kind of hurt a little bit at free throw percentage a little bit later in the season. Um, yeah. So that was fine. But yeah, I- I'm still, Drew's still solid second. Yeah, so here's the thing. Like, we had Drew, I think we hyped up Drew more than anyone. We had him, like, mm-hmm. at the turn of the first round. Obviously, he didn't live up to that. But if you really look deep into it, like, he was almost worth the price. We're mm-hmm. talking 22nd over the last, what was it, 20, 20, 21 games, he was number 22. And that is when it mattered most. Like, people are getting into the playoffs. Like, he peaked at the right time. Mm-hmm. And the only thing we can complain, complain about is, like, what you said, 68.9% free throw percentage. If we take that out of the equation, he's a first-rounder. So, mm-hmm. like, he peaked at the right time, uh, and now next year he's going to have Zion. And think about it this way. The Pelicans were only 3.5 games out of the eighth seed, and they were going for it. So next year, you know, like, the floor for the Pelicans is the eighth seed. So you want players in that range, and that's kind of the argument for Drew for me. Yeah. I love him next year. And System 2 is we've, another thing we really, really talked up. And there was an article on the Pelicans website about how many guys hit 100 threes on the Pelicans. And, yeah, I mean, they've... It's, it's a great system. Like, same with the yeah. Rockets. I mean, systems matter. Um, not quite as much as it does for football. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's huge, huge. You want guys that are in good offensive systems on good teams. The Pelicans are going to be probably even better next year. Uh, assuming they get Ingram back and all those dudes. And they should look pretty similar. And I love the Lonzo fit there, too. With yeah. Like, Lonzo becoming a three-point threat is going to be huge for that team, Oh, my team God, too. yeah. If, yeah. if you're doing a free-throw punt build, Lonzo's pretty good. Yep. Maybe fourth, fifth round. Maybe just the injury history concerns me to take him in round four, though. For sure. Um, moving on to a couple of Warriors, Curry's 32, Draymond's 30, uh, obviously Curry with the catastrophic season with the wrist injury, Aaron Baines, um, injures everyone around him. Um, where are you at on him? Uh, I'm probably not going to take him cause I'm going to be taking Trey over him. Um, and I'm pretty much camping oh, wow. talked to- yeah, man, I'm sold on. That's Trey. a surprise. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, what's the downside? I, have... I mean, Curry's Curry's upside is way better in field goal percentage for sure. Everything yeah. else, I think, is pretty close. Like they're going to score about the same, they're going to assist about the same, steal about the same. Trey will be better in free throw percentage, you know. So I will easily take Trey, who bounces back super quick from ankle injuries, versus Curry. If he sprains his ankle, he's out two weeks at minimum, pretty much. So I, I it's not even, like I can't be talked out of that. I mean, you could. Okay. I, I know how good Curry is per game. I know he scored forty two points per thirty six. I just wrote up this yeah. whole thing about Kevin Durant and how you know he was so much better even with and without him he was tremendous. Um, I get that without Durant going away, you know, last season got eleven and a half usage rate boost without Durant on the floor. I get all that, but yeah. just r- the risk for Curry scares me. Getting up to age too. You, you you've seen the numbers like Curry's your favorite player to watch. If oh, not, yeah, yeah like. No question, hands uh, down. I, I get asked that all the time. Like, who's my favorite player? And I always say, oh, Steph Curry's my favorite player to watch. Like, it's my answer. This is this is how I'm sold. Curry's going to average at least six triples per game next year. Like, we've seen the splits without Kevin Durant. Like, he's going to be back to that MVP form, I think. Um, another thing too, the, this this season for the Warriors was a complete write off. Just there's nothing to take away from it. Right, the Warriors are going to be back in title contention next year. They have a top four pick likely incoming. They can flip that for another star. Uh, if you look at the past decade, we did that numbers column with Ryan. Just looking at the past decade, like it's Chris Paul and then it's Curry, like the most consistent fantasy players. Like I'm gonna go with what's worked for the past decade. I'm just gonna go with Curry at number three behind Harden and Anthony Davis, and just 
go with it. This is yeah. I think this is gonna be Curry's prove it year. That's what we said last year. I know, I know, but <laughs> he didn't expect yeah. Draymond to sure. become a poor man's Boris Diaw either. So <laughs> So I, yeah. I think Curry's gonna have a just an absolute monster year. I have a number three and I have I still have Cat number four. We'll talk about yeah. him another pod, but yeah. that's where you. I have him. Yeah, I just too over those proven studs like I just want I just want those guys a little bit more. But he's at, he's pretty much right. after Trey. You have him behind. Do so you have Dame behind him? Uh, Dame's probably going to be like six or seven for me. Yeah. So I think that we should probably talk about him next. We'll talk about just him quickly because sure. I mean everyone's talked about the top of the top of the first round. Yeah. Like uh, so those those really those early guys we were mentioning your Harden's Cats, AD Jokic Dame. That's probably where pretty consensus on like you're gonna have those guys in your top six if you have curry in or out whatever yeah right and then you're talking about like trey and whoever else i don't think i'm forgetting anyone um so yeah i mean i i, I those guys those five guys are so much of a safer pick to me with you know mm-hmm. somewhat similar upside uh, yeah because you know since christmas Jokic was a freaking stud he was yeah. number one, I believe. Um, yeah. If you go into the season thinking, okay, Jokic is going to play like a fourth rounder for like two months, then he's going to play <laughs> into shape and then just dominate. Because that's yeah. what's happened the last five. It has happened every year, hasn't it? The last two, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he just he comes in like this huge like ice cream diet over the summer, and all of a sudden <laughs> in December, he's just like this maniac. Yeah. But yeah, uh, real quick on Trey, you could argue, argue that he's probably the safest late first round pick just because – the ten assists alone are going to make him a first round value mm-hmm. because assists are so scarce these days. Yep, I agree. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just he's he's great. I think he's going to be even better next year too. So yeah, I think Capella's going to help him. Like I think that everything's going to work his way. So yeah, um, yeah. So um, Draymond, I don't have much to say. I'm pretty much going to fade him. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that uh, this season was really a downer. Yeah, I pulled a quote on Draymond. Uh, this year, he said he was going to come in on playoff mode from day one. Yeah, that yeah. didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember that from the offseason. We're like, oh, full season of yeah. Draymond, you know, not taking off until March and then yeah. cutting his diet down. If your highlight of the season is uh, clowning Charles Barkley, like, come on. Oh, like, yeah, that's been... I, yeah. that's, I hate those conversations on Twitter. I do, I do. Draymond's underrated. I, I, as, as a basketball player, I think Draymond's really good. Yeah, uh, he's really good. He had, yeah. That four-year stretch when he was like twenty-four to twenty-eight was unbelievable. Yeah. When Curry, uh, when Kerr inserted him into the starting lineup, that was kind of like his moment. But yeah, this year what well, he was horrendous on yeah. all metrics. Yeah, blocks were way down. Uh, first mm-hmm. time he was below one since twenty thirteen fourteen. That was before he was good, uh, and he's only getting twenty-one minutes a game at that time. Um, yep. Yeah, it just wasn't didn't fly around like he used to. So mm-hmm. obviously he shot horribly, which is nothing yeah. really new. Uh, the last couple of seasons, he shot the ball pretty decent. Yeah, so I'm pretty much out. Um, I mean, unless he falls, and he won't. I mean, sixth round, something like that. Yeah, we're talking, if you end up with, like, Giannis, Drummond, those Ben Simmons-type builds, then sure. Yeah. But other than that, he's just hands-off territory. Yeah, there's so many guys I'll be targeting when he when I see him come off the board in the early mocks. Yeah. Uh, LeBron, it's 35, going to be 36 in December. It's this dude, man. Um <laughs> I probably won't take him because he's going to probably go in that late first range. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking nine cat, but man, he uh, he he's good. Um, the I've been assist wrong numbers about him three insane. years in a row. Yeah, I'm wrong about him. I don't draft him. I love LeBron. He's yeah. just as good as Jordan. But um, yeah, I I probably won't take him again. I'm taking Tatum over him. He's not as good as Jordan. I'm going to stop you. Just right as there. good. Just as good. <laughs> I said. I would say if he, if he had Jordan's mentality, he'd be. The uh, best player of all time. Hand, hand. I so 
my favorite thing I looked up this summer was uh, I, the last two seasons you could track clutch for for Jordan and, and the Bulls. LeBron had twelve. LeBron had twelve true shooting percentages better than Jordan in the clutch, and compared to those two seasons, the nine postseasons than those last two. Well, Jordan didn't take threes though. So true right. shooting for kind sure. Of it's definitely weighted to that, but I mean, yeah. I don't. Know. I I don't like LeBron bashing. We can debate this for twenty minutes. For so sure. Not. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, he's. I'm sure you agree with me. He's in the that sec first second turn, right? Oh, hands down. Like we've been saying to fade LeBron and like the late first, just because we were expecting a decline. But LeBron's just mm-hmm. not human, yeah. so he's just not declining yet. And I don't think he's going to decline next year too much. No, I think he's got another year in him at least. Like he's he's still flying around, dunking from near the free throw line late late in games. So like he's just not slowing down. It's insane. Yeah, thirty-one usage rate each of the last three seasons. Just AD factor obviously didn't hurt him at all to help him with the yeah. ten point six assists. Um, yeah. I'm, again, I, I don't think I'm going to get him because I'm going to take... Do you have Tatum or LeBron? I'd have Tatum above LeBron. Yeah. So does Like, Ryan. what Tatum did in that last month is pretty remarkable, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Tatum's really coming. Like, you can make an argument that he's a better prospect than Donovan Mitchell now, and I don't think oh, it's that oh, close. Oh, yeah, it's not close, yeah. I yeah. love Donovan Mitchell, but yeah. Right. I actually, um, I just started writing up him for Monday for my deep dive column. So. Nice. Yeah, I've been doing injuries, but I was like, eh, I really want to write up Tatum because we've been talking yeah. about him so much. Let me do this now. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, Chris Paul, thirty-five, just turned thirty-five, uh, and then Gallo also. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Paul, man, aw- awesome season, first rounder, um, mid-range god. Uh, he was the best player in the mid-range yep. uh, at fifty-three point nine percent on four attempts per game. Only um, nobody better with at least two per game and qualifying for minutes. Curry was actually uh, at sixty percent. Uh, obviously, super duper tiny sample. But um, yeah, that was awesome. Um, yeah, playing next to SGA, I guess, was a uh, good thing, and not having the the rocket system, you know, kind of hurt him um, as yeah. far as being effective. So yeah, I, I'm probably not going to take him unless he falls, uh, just because I don't trust those hammies. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't hate picking him at all. We also don't know what's going to happen with them. They they wanted him to stay in OKC for at least one year to just kind of mentor SGA, and it really worked. That lineup was killer. Plus Schroeder, the three point guard lineup. Oh my god, uh, one of the best, best lineups in the, in the NBA. clutch. Yeah. Yeah, so I think they wanted to keep him there just for at least a year. We'll see what happens now. He's got $40 million owed next year and then a player option for $41 million the next. Uh, those numbers are going to change a little bit because of the, the pandemic, whatever, that affects salaries. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I'm curious to see what happens. We've seen the New York Knicks link to Paul, which is extremely weird. Like, There's some weird rumors going around now. I think people are just bored at this point. But, yeah, yeah like you said, uh, ideally you'd want Paul in the third round. If he goes there, I don't think he will. Just because of this, this strong year he had, I think he's going to go late second, and that's fine. Uh, yeah, he went fourth in our last. He went the fourth, fifth turn with all of us. Right, but lot, that, that was last year. Like people were expecting him to be a trade. No, no, no. I'm saying the mock that we did um, March. Wow, that's know, very surprising. Yeah, yeah, he fell a little bit. He's old, man. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to stick to old. He's got, he's got some stand, he's got some stands though. I, I, people like reaching for him at times so dude he's the best player uh best fantasy player of the century yeah exactly 14 and 15 seasons he's been a top 150 for on, on ryan's column like that's he's every year he's valuable right as long as he's not hurt so um yeah but i mean if say you go safe 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 say you go like somehow let's say he does fall to the four say you go harden bam um who else would be super safe there um I'm trying to think of yeah, he'll be gone um Anyways, say you go to those two guys and somebody who's like not a risky pick. Like, say you take Siakam, you want another guard. Okay, mm-hmm. then that's a, a pretty good start to your team. Yeah, 
So, yeah, the yeah, like, third round's going to be true. Like, it's again, the third round's like the power forward round again, but Bam's yeah, not, but... Bam's, Bam and, uh, I, you're going to probably, you're going to be all about the JJJ life, I'm sure. Oh, of course, yeah, JJJ, the, yeah. the John Collins territory, for yeah. sure. Those well, John Collins also really... elevated himself into arguably first round territory. Well, we can't say that just yet, like, if, we didn't see what happened with Capella. We right. have to see what happens with Capella first because yeah. that could affect his block numbers, as you know. They got sure. really propped him up. But yeah, like he played like a first runner, zero doubt. I think it was yeah. like seventh since he returned. But yeah, yeah. he was amazing. We're yeah. just worried about what happens with Capella. Might yeah. knock him down yeah. around. It's actually two. literally double per minute. Yeah, uh, as a center. <laughs> so yeah, it's that's insane. definitely. But even without that, he's still. I mean, with as, as efficient as he was with the threes, with the mm-hmm. rebounding, like he was still amazing. Even if so, if his blocks do cut down, and he's yeah. still going to get. You know, I said this before. If he gets 15 minutes a game at center, you're still going to get, you know, a little bit right there. You're going to probably get, you know, 0.6 blocks in that time. Then maybe you get another 0.6 in the bigger volume and power forward. You're chilling. Yeah, and then Pierce wanted to use him as like that, that kind of that BAM initiator too, the dribble handoffs at the top of the key too. That might be interesting next year. Yeah, I saw some trade rumors um, on him from John Hollinger, but we won't talk about that. I think it's just kind of throwing it out there. It's Uh, all talk. Yeah. Um, Gallo interest, 7th, 8th, ninth. No? Uh... Probably not. I, th- we, I can't really say anything about OKC until we see what to do with the draft. Yeah. They, they got like 11 picks over the next three years. The rebuild's coming. We just don't know if it's going to be a year or two down the road. Yeah, I'm I'm fading Gallo. I don't need to I'm fading him as well. Yep. Yeah, let's make up some ground. Um, <laughs> the Spurs, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, 34. DeMar is 30. DeMar has a player option, which I am begging he doesn't pick up because I want some DeJounte Derek White action. I'm taking yeah. DeJounte regardless. Uh, LaMarcus, he's... Uh, volume uh, mid-range guy I had the number one mid-range output from him, which is nothing new. I'm probably fading, but he's pretty, you know, he's kind of Chris Paul power forward version or center yeah. version, whatever you want to call it. But uh, I'm interested, but I'm this is not how I draft. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe his blocks stayed up as high as they are yeah. like, in his age 35 season. He's at 1.4 over his last 16 games. Dude just didn't slow down this year, which is really weird. But like, like you said, San Antonio, Antonio is at a very weird stage of their franchise. I don't know what they're going to do. I think they have to just start rebuilding around DeJounte Murray, Derek White, Jakob Pertl, Lonnie Walker. Just free the young guys, move on a different direction. And I, we saw the thing that Damian Lillard wants uh, Aldridge yeah. to come to Portland to finish his career. That would be fun. That would be so, like they could 26 minutes of Aldridge's age 35 season would be pretty pretty awesome. And he's been pretty durable lately. That was kind of the thing when he first went to yeah. San Antonio. It's like, all right. But in San Antonio, 74 games, 72, 75, 81. He was yeah. huge value last season. And then, well, he missed probably, I want to say, three or four or five. Oh, he missed, yeah, probably, I want to, we'll call it six games. Yeah, he missed six games. I think the Spurs are being cautious. And that was when they were on that downward trend. Like, they were like, okay, should we maybe rebuild yeah, it? Yeah, the thing that was like, he, was, he was supposed to play. He had a setback. Yeah. Uh, he, missed, he, missed 10, yeah he missed a lot. He missed 10 games. So that was because, like, again, he was expected to come back right away from the athletic writers. was like, okay, still out. And has like, the last serious injury I remember for him was that heart issue when he yeah. was supposed to miss, like, multiple months, and then he came back, like, in three days. They're like, what? People dropped him. He's back yeah. already. Yeah, he I said remember that, that vividly. Yeah, he said that since college, too. Yeah. Um, moving on to probably one of the biggest busts in fantasy. That's Mike Conley. Just a disaster. Uh, horrible from the field. Just usage rate dip, uh, 4.0 usage rate dip. Didn't have the ball in his hands nearly as much. You know, he just wasn't really a big part of the offense either. Um, he fell in, the, in an 8-cat draft. He fell to the 80s. And yeah. I was on deck. I was going to take him. I was like, oh, man. 
Um, where are you at on him in relation to like completely out? He needs to spend more time in that nice gym of his. It was yeah, one of yes. the first years I can remember. Like he's supposed to be like the safe guy. Yeah. He was supposed to be the safe guy in round four and five this year, and absolutely was not. Yeah, it was all Donovan Mitchell all the time. Like Conley Hughes was down. Just shooting was t- horrible. Yeah, 4% like, that was the main shooting issue. dip too. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was ugly, man. Um, yeah. I don't know if would they entertain like trying to get rid of him somehow i think he is still has a year left yeah. at 33 million so maybe but it's gonna be hard to get off that contract without going up the late first yeah. so you you wouldn't take him like if you needed a point guard like 85 you'll still figure it out somehow like he's uh, not anywhere rather, near the Dejounte tier but no I'd, I'd rather gamble on some kind of upside somewhere else it's just okay. not not my type of player yeah, anymore for sure um moving on to some guys one of a uh, couple of the 30 year old guys hassan whiteside uh pro- probably easily the value pick of this of the draft yeah just blocks uh making free throws was really the difference for him elevating to as great as he was um favorite set i looked up on him he had 134 blocks at the rim next closest was brooke lopez at 101 uh, and he doubled he doubled everybody except for six others uh miles turn to rudy gobert JaVale McGee, AD, KP, and Jared Allen, your boy, JJJ, was one off that double mark. Um, he didn't miss, miss time, though. He's yeah. tough to target. Uh, we don't really know where he's going to be at. You obviously have the Nurk alert factor. But yeah. um, I'm down, but he's got to fall. i got to get the guys I want to get. So I'm probably thinking like round five, as it stands right now. But if he lands in a position where he can get 30 minutes a game like he was getting, then, yeah, I mean, you got to consider him at least a little bit, despite the hip injury concerns and so on yep he went full 2015 uh hassan whiteside this year he gave up like his defensive assignments just to chase stats to the rim which we love as fantasy people but yeah. <laughs> obviously it didn't help portland's defense at all the numbers were pretty bad when he was on the floor but like he said it's all dependent on where he is if he stays in portland he's kind of done because he got nurkic there i think uh, he's still like fine probably... we're talking probably 24 minutes though with nurk right yeah which well, is fine for yeah. Whiteside. if you yeah if you yeah, if he gets 24 minutes five. Then yeah, I think he's. I, I just don't see how Portland would want to bring him back, with the way their yeah. cap situation is. Like they're they're so cap tight. Like, yeah, I, get, I don't know. And they want the to play Zach Collins there. And it's there. Not, like yeah. his free throw percentage from year to year is just so volatile. Like it's just that's going to be the swing if he's going to be a third rounder or a seventh rounder. It's, it's like is he going to shoot forty or is he going to shoot sixty? Pick yeah. one. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of hard to just like throw out a full season when he's you know taking four attempts a game to up it the right. way he did. Um, and splits wise, you know, he was still good on the road, good on, good at home, everything. Um, and he he was actually trending down a bit, if you remember. Um, yeah, he was missing a lot in February, but uh, yeah, I, I it's it, again, he's kind of tough to pinpoint. Like, obviously, we're gonna take Christian Wood and those dudes for but, sure. Um, yeah, and uh, I put a blurb up yesterday because there's nothing out there that James Edwards, uh, great beat writer for the Athletics, is about seventy percent chance that Wood's gonna stay. So, can you imagine if Detroit Pistons let him go? Yeah. What a disaster! I, I can. <laughs> yeah, they they're not exactly the best managed franchise. Right. Uh, moving on to Paul George. So before I throw it to you, uh, I've got some wild splits that I looked up uh, for this pod. So he was the woat on the road. Uh, he he shot um, a 40-33-87 line for fifty three true shooting versus at home forty seven forty seven eighty nine for sixty four point one percent eleven percent better at home. Um, he was also way worse in the second half, uh, about a 3% decrease in true shooting there. Um, but really, the most valuable, th- and also, by the way, um, last year it was pretty similar for the home road. And he was actually way better uh, two years ago, uh, 2.9% true shooting better 
uh, in the 17-18 season. Uh, the big thing for fantasy, we could kind of throw out home runs. It's like just like, oh, that's fun. But the Kawhi splits are ridiculous. Uh, with Kawhi, he was 22-7-5 on 52.8 true shooting and 27.1 usage rate. Without him, monster. 32-5-8, so 10-point 10 10 boost. Um, and then a 66 true shooting. That is a 13.0 boost. And then a uh, 5.1 usage rate boost. Like It's like, oh my god, he's a whole different player. So I think if I'm going to bet against Kawhi's knee, so with that is my in my logic, I have to kind of like... PG in that like I'm taking Tatum again, but like I would entertain taking Paul George over LeBron. I would entertain taking Paul George over Kevin Durant. I'm sorry, I just yeah. He's in that why. tier. They're in the same tier. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Uh, let's just throw out this year. Like drafting injured players almost never works. He had two shoulder surgeries. He comes in, he tweaks his hammy twice. Like drafting injured players almost never works out so this year is kind of a write-off for me he's going to be healthy he's going to have a lot of time off we're talking december start for next season at the earliest he's going to have so much that's time that's why to i like him if it wasn't yep. for that i wouldn't be in but the extra six seven months he's going to get or three four months or whatever it is yep. like that's huge for me and let's just take a trip down to the 2018 to 19 season when paul george was number three and <laughs> and the and the, the league so andrew like you said I, I wrote that down too betting against Kawhi. like yeah that's perfect. Uh, I'm in on George as a late first rounder, and I think people are going to be down on him this year just because mm-hmm. of this bad year he's had. So yeah, I'm in on George. Yeah, I had him pretty. I had him and Beal next to each other, and actually, yeah. I bumped up Beal. I wrote up John Wall, and I was like looking at all the splits on Beal and touch times with without, and I'm like, yeah. oh man, he's still going to get his. So um, yep. I'm I'm still pretty in on Beal, and then even you know if John Wall plays decent, you know they you don't have to worry about them tanking. You know they're going to be probably viable for the playoffs. So. Um, yeah, that's a pretty definitely. good trade-off for, for Beal. So I think mm-hmm. Beal is in the first-round range. For sure. I, I would take Tatum. Um, I would... Be, Beal and Durant's going to be tough for me. Yeah. Well, I George think, and Tatum's going to be close to me. That's going to be one of those cases yeah. where it's, okay, who has a better playoff schedule in fantasy? Like, that's gonna what it's going to come down to because that's yeah, how close It's me. That's true. That, that, again, after those, like... If you throw Luca in there for the top nine guys, the guys we were mentioning earlier, right. like that next nine of whatever, like John Collins is in there, yeah. um, Bam's in there, yeah. um, Bam's probably in the yeah. back end of that. Do you like, have Luca in the first round? Because I actually do. It's, it's assuming because you can do some pretty fun like punt builds with Luca and still eight have cat, eight cat. Yes, nine cat maybe. Yeah, but yeah, like Good, I take I take Tatum. <laughs> I take Tatum. From, yeah, like Luca's leap from year one to year two alone is pretty significant too. Mm-hmm. So another one of those and. Yep. Uh, so yeah, we're pretty much in the same. It sounds like you're a little bit higher on him, but just because like I like Durant more, I guess. Other than that, yeah. we're kind of on the same page. But yeah, I mean, we talked about him being you know the guy, and then we heard you know he was the quote unquote safe pick in the top eight or nine. Yeah. Um, and then the shoulder surgery thing pushed him back, and we we're like, oh no, nope, yeah. move him out. Um, obviously he got moved way out when uh, by the time it was draft time. But um, yeah. I did like that he wasn't load managed nearly as much as like they made it seem like. Mm-hmm. You know, he, even he, though he had the even though he had the hammy issue that set him back, he didn't really. I think he rested two games. I don't remember. It's yeah, been a while watch Clippers game. <laughs> Feels like yeah, forever. he had a, I think three back to back. He played in back to backs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when That's he was, the big thing. You know, remotely healthy. Mm-hmm. But um, okay, so moving on to Lord Robert Covington. Uh, he'll turn thirty in December. So I looked up some craziness. I've talked about this before, how we block Biggs a little bit more when he's with Houston. So I actually looked up some specifics. So with Houston, he had 35 blocks and, and limited 2.5 blocks per game. 
40% of those were on power forward, who I would categorize as power forward slash centers. Uh, and Houston, and sorry, Minnesota, just 17% of his blocks were on bigs, uh, eight of the 45. So you're talking about more than doubling uh, how efficiently he is blocking bigs. And then also, uh, I looked at his steals numbers, because you think guys sliding back a little bit would be, you know, typically small steal better than bigs. This is pretty common knowledge. Um, so when he was with Houston, when he was in Minnesota, 43% of his steals were off bad passes. And then in Houston, 73%. Small sample size, but I mean, that's a yeah. huge, almost double. Um, yeah. That was fascinating to me. So, yeah, I mean, again, Roko's knee scares me, to, scares the daylights out of me. Yeah. But being on a good team helps, so I'm interested, but I'm probably not going to take him. Yeah, Roko always finds a way to get inside that top 25 range in the rankings. He always does, no matter what. Even though he's going physics round, yes, the knee scares us. He always finds a way. Uh, but if he gets hurt, if that knee flares up, you're in you're in kind of trouble uh, spending the pick because he's not a counting stats guy. He's that guy, the glue guy that puts everything together with the steals, blocks, and threes. So um, I have him probably right as of right now probably fourth round fifth round i mm-hmm. love the fit in houston i don't think tucker's gonna be playing 48 minutes next year when he's 47 years old so i love Co- uh, Rocco in houston another guy like per game i love him like if you again we say this all the time if you give me 75 games of Rocco, like i'll take him in the third yeah. round maybe even second round but yep. um yeah i'm pretty sold on the blocking numbers because uh, he's been yeah. you know he's just one of the best if not the best help defender in the nba so yeah yeah he's just a great fit um Love him in Houston. Uh, Dame Lowered. Uh, he'll also be 30 in July. Um, obviously, again, he's in that upper echelon of... You can make a case for him as number one. Um, certainly number two. Um, mm-hmm. I have him behind Jokic just because I want a center there. Uh, and I think I could get yeah. you know, maybe Drew or somebody in round two to pair with him. So, yeah. But yeah, he's like... You can't have Dame outside of your top six. I, I, again, I have Curry lower, so I will never move him out of my top five. Out of my top five. Yeah, number one player over his last eighteen games. Stats are ridiculous. Almost yeah. thirty-four points, five threes, eight assists, one point two steals. That's just absurd. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> I mean, shot. He shot forty percent on pull-up threes, and just yeah. on just on pull-ups, he had two point nine makes per game. Like, yeah. that's great just by itself. So, um, yeah, he's legit. He got so much better from the field. Yep. Just, again, he took his game to a whole other level, man. So hopefully he puts out more mixtapes and, you know, <laughs> more albums and stuff. And do, do exactly what you did last summer, Dame, and just ball out again. Seems like he's undervalued every year. Every year we're grabbing him late first when he falls, and it just we reap the rewards, man. He's just so good. And he always peaks in the second half of the season. That's what I love the most about him. We don't have it this year, but the previous three years, he's the only guy to be top six in each of the last post-break runs. I'm surprised Jokic isn't in there, now that you say that. Um, He dipped off. Probably the last two years, right? No, he was in there for two of the three, if I remember. Okay, okay. And like Harden was in there. A lot of guys were like two of the three. Like Cat was two of the three. Yeah. most, Most of those studs are two of the three, but he was the only one for all three. Gotcha. Um, yeah, again, he's just, he's so good. Um, mm-hmm. That's pretty, we don't need to talk about it. Uh, Ricky Rubio, and again, he's 30. Uh, he was flaming people in the last nine. 17, 6, and 11 assists, 2.2 steals, 47% from the field, 91% from the line. Um, uh, I, ha- I had a debate with him or Chris Paul. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I'm kind of in on Rubio, man. Uh, I was pretty sold from what I saw. I think the Suns will be a little bit better. 
You know, obviously, ideally, you don't draft him and then you trade for him because he's going to be good in the second half. But um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, I have Chris Paul ahead of him probably by a couple rounds. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, name value alone, Rubio just doesn't have nearly as much. So when we're talking trades and seasons, when you want to move up, it's going to be harder to flip Rubio <laughs> than Chris Paul. Uh, but I do love that Rubio made Aiton significantly better. So that's the that's kind of the driving factor for mm-hmm. me. That's why I would take a. Where, where would you put Rubio in the round range? Six or seven? Fifth or sixth, depending if I need a point guard. Right. Yeah. There's, there's... Just look at look at his splits with eight. They're like they're insane. He made eight and so good. Yeah. <laughs> like it was pretty crazy to watch. And uh, they're they're not ready to put Devin Booker full time point guard yet. He's just he's just not there yet. Even though eventually I think he will be. So yeah, and Rubio's only what is he going to be thirty? Yeah, he'll be 30 in October. He'll be 30. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm still in on Rubio. He, he was yeah. so good this year, man. Yep. And assists, man. Like, assists are the hardest category to, like, win with. It, you know what I mean? Hard. They're so scarce. Like, yep. that's why I'm kind of in on John Wall, too. Like, obviously, yeah. this isn't the Eastern Conference talking about. We'll get but, to that in a second, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Getting, like, eight or nine assists is going to be just absolutely huge this year. Yeah. So. I'm in. Uh, so, yeah, you mentioned the eight and stat. Um, with Rubio, 58% from the field. Without him, 49%. Or 48%. Yeah. So, 10% boost. That's um, wild. Yeah, it's crazy for a guy who shoots so much interior-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, you know, I think he played, eight and played, I think, six of those nine games with Rubio when he was flaming people. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly down. Uh, so, let's talk about John Wall real quick. Uh, I got a call up on the site. I'm out um, because that left knee left Achilles combo scares me to death. Um, yeah. He's had multiple left knee surgeries. Obviously, the Achilles, it hurt before he tore his Achilles, and then he had surgery, tried to play through it before he had the surgery. I did. I, I can't. Um, and then again, the Beal factor. Like, Beal is, and even before Wall got hurt, Beal's touch time was rising steadily, and he's just so much better. My favorite thing I looked up was. Um, Bradley Beal last season, his season true shooting percentage was better than each of John Wall's months over his career, except for one month. Um, he was uh, yeah. player of the month that year in December 2016, I want to say. Um, yeah, I, I'm again. I just I'd rather I'd rather take Rubio over John Wall. Like I don't know. If that's yeah. Take well, the argument for Wall is he's going to have almost two years off. Like. To get healthy, yeah. like he said in an interview with NBC Sports Chase Hughes, like this is the first time he's gonna be healthy in like five years. Like he's been playing banged up for a long time. That might be a good or a bad thing. Yeah. Um. The next thing is the assists. He's probably gonna get ten assists, which puts him. I don't think he's gonna up. get ten assists though. I think Beal's gonna handle the ball a whole lot more. Okay. Yeah. But we're at ten's, least eight. ten's high. Like, yeah, ten's yeah. high. Eight's his floor, I think. Yeah. I think eight's but, doable. Yeah. I've. We're we're all expecting a discount. I just don't know if we are, just because John Wall has a ton of name value. Like he's just kind of people like he, people go after John mm-hmm. Wall just because of the name. Um, I don't think he's going to fall to like where we want him to fall, which is like round four or five, which is unfortunate. Uh, I think he's going to make it to round four. For sure. I hope so. Oh, for I'll sure. Take him there. Yeah, I yeah. won't. Yeah, it's that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 so it's that need that again the same leg really scares me, dude. Like, yeah, I I hate that. Um, and yeah, what are the, so a couple pro wall stats I dug up, um, shot selection was really big before he got hurt, uh, last season. So that could hopefully help him. Uh, he couldn't make shots for his life. Uh, yeah. he was still somewhat efficient cause he was so good at, around the, uh, around the paint. So, um, yeah, I just, 
it's too risky for me. A I'd love with... to see him play in a preseason game before I have to like, you yeah. know, say where I'm going to take him. And he's saying all the right things right now, which is fine. But, is. Yeah, I don't hate it. It's just yeah. like again, like if he didn't have just the like if it was just the Achilles, I would be in on like round three. I'd say, but the knee yeah. the knee just scares me to death too, especially with how yeah. he plays. Right. So, but yeah. Uh, other stuff. So, um, I just wanted to get your notes. Um, you said you have Durant. What like I have him like ten, eleven, twelve. You have him like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. It sounds like. Yeah, that's probably right. It's yeah. just my my philosophy. Just don't draft injured players because it almost never works out. Obviously, Durant's a different animal, but yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be a, probably one of the most polarizing players in fantasy this year because we don't know. Uh, Brooklyn's usually like the most cautious team in the NBA with injuries, mm-hmm. and now they got Kyrie and Durant like. Are they going to take the Clippers approach and rest them for 10 games? Probably, I would say. Yeah. But if you're getting 70 games to Durant, he's still probably late first. So. Yeah. Uh, so I wrote up Kyrie. I wrote so before I wrote up Kyrie, I was like, nope, pass, 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 pass. But yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I was looking at a lot of stuff, and like obviously Durant's going to hurt his usage, especially with Karras and Dinwiddie. And by the way, uh, since February 3rd, uh, only eight players have had a 30 usage rate at 30 minutes per game. All of them were all-stars, except for Karis LeVert. Um, yeah, just usage monsters when he was rolling. But, um, yeah, like, he's gotten so good around the rim. 65% at the rim last year. Uh, and his he was, like, way down there in front court touches per game. Like, he wasn't even in the top 20. Um, and he was down from last year. But he, he still was great. You know, six and a half assists. Uh, the scoring was great. You know, uh, career high usage rate. He was just, he just, like, took over when he had the ball. So, um, you know, I think he can kind of, like, a harden with Westbrook factor, where he could still kind of do damage. So I think he's going to be really good per game. And honestly, I don't hate the idea of drafting him, cashing out maybe, you know, eight or nine games in, and then, yeah. you know, you could probably upgrade him to, you know, because he's going to play like a first-round player, I think, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah so if you can, if you can, if you feel you could cash out, I think you could really sign off of him as maybe even a late second. It's obviously risky. Um, yeah. And you have to play with a bunch. Like, I couldn't do it with, like, you and people who, like, know the deal. Right. But, well, the biggest swing category for Durant is, I think people need to talk about this more, is the blocks. Are we going to see mm-hmm. like the, the 1.1 blocks we saw in Golden State the last year, or is it going to regress to where it was, like 0.6, So uh, I dug, yeah. up, dug up on that, uh, on nice. Kevin Durant's thought. Uh, so he actually had better blocks per game without Draymond Green. So mm-hmm. what what, go, what that attributes to is position. He's playing a lot of four. He's going to play, I think, almost exclusively four with yeah. Brooklyn. So I think his blocks are going to be just as good, if not better, in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. I I loved I loved Durant. Like if Durant, yeah, you can make a case for him if you if Achilles wasn't there, we'd be talking about him t- easily top three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I just and this guy's been healthy his whole career except for the Jones fracture and yeah. this Achilles thing. So and he has so few soft tissue soft tissue injuries. And like, you know what? We've actually seen some positive stuff with Achilles in like the last few years. Like yeah. Rudy Gay looked yeah. really good. Like He's gonna have literally years. twice as much time to heal than Rudy Gay did. Rudy Gay played yeah. in a preseason game when he hurt himself in January. Yeah. So. And Durant's never been considered like a top, like obviously he's an insane athlete compared to everyone else, but like he's never been considered a top tier athlete in the NBA. Like he doesn't rely on it to get his bucket. You know, he's shooting from 36 feet sometimes. Like he's just gonna he's gonna age gracefully, I think. Yep, for sure. Um, anything else you wanted to add? We talked about most of my guys. Anything you dug up on your stuff that you wanted to get my two cents on? I think we pretty much hit it. Think so too. Smart. Yeah, I'm. I'm I really shout out the Jonathan Isaac. I love. Oh I, yeah, I, yeah. Let's I, talk about him real I quick. Love, I love Jonathan Isaac next year. I think you've had him in the, what early second round, and I think that's totally accurate where yep. I put him. I think I have him. At, I said top twenty. 
Yeah. Dude, I, so I went into this, again, I, I spent a whole day writing these columns, and, like, I went in, like, all right, I like him, like, third round early. I wrote, went out, like, okay, I like him, like, second round early now. <laughs> like, it's insane, dude. Like, his blocks on uh, away from the rim are the best. Uh, he was yeah. uh, from 4 to 14 feet, led the league. Um, he basically doubled his blocks 8 feet away, percentage-wise, from what he was doing before. Bad pass turnovers were way up. That's dipped. So his his steals rate dropped two years ago, which we were mm-hmm. expecting huge because rookie season he was absurd for steals, and so that was back. His uh, bad pass steals went way way up again. Um, and Markel Fultz also he shot considerably better with Markel Fultz on the floor. So Fultz plays more more next mm-hmm. to him. Uh, it, he checks every box. Um, I like how he bounced back from the stupid. Jersey reveal ankle injury on a yeah. <laughs> darn right ankle. Um, I'm yep. more concerned about the like he didn't have quote unquote structural damage on his knee. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm so so in. If I could somehow pair him with like a score happy guy like Trey yeah. or Dame, like oh my god, I'd be like if I could somehow like go big big and go like you know one of the, Trey or Dame and then come back and go Bam Isaac like whew, uh, I like, would love he, that he, start. You can't do it in like an all like industry draft, but like you might be able to get them in like round three and other in other leagues yeah. too. So, and I wrote down this stat. Like I wrote, uh, I did this with Ryan. We did the the series with Ryan and talking about like historical players. I wrote, if, is there going to be another Sean Marion? If there is, it's going to be Jonathan Isaac. And mm-hmm. this is my favorite stat. Uh, Isaac averaged four point nine combined steals and blocks per thirty six minutes, and Marion averaged three point three. And Marion, it was kind of like, I would say probably like the Kawhi without the scoring of like a decade ago. So I think Isaac is going to be like that next that ne- the next guy. He's yeah. going to be insane. So in December, in December, uh, his 15 December games, he had 1.7 steals, 2.3 blocks, and just 30.6 minutes per game. So at that under 31 minute mark, nobody over a season has ever done that um, for yes. output. And even if you take the minutes cap off it, you're talking like only a hand. You could count in your hand the number of times dudes have done that. Hakeem yeah. Olajuwon. Nine times, games uh, insane. Jeez. Yeah, Ben Wallace twice, David Robinson, and Andre Karolinko. That's it. Um, he was the number one guy. If you look at Basketball Monster and fade everything else, he was yep. the number one guy for defensive stats. Um, mm-hmm. And he's not hurting you in percentages. He's rebounding okay. He actually has a pretty decent rate of uh, getting his own blocks back for a rebound mm-hmm. there. So sign me up, dude. Um, yep. I, another guy I won't be talked out of. Um, again, I, it's a little bit disheartening that he's still not you know going through the motions but obviously the situation may have limited yeah, him exactly. to be ramped up a certain way so we got to take that with a grain of salt for sure but yeah i'm for sure in on isaac like i, I yeah it was I, he was probably of all these deep dive things i've written up he was probably my favorite yeah it's only 22 a, as well yeah, man exactly. <laughs> yeah the youth is so big man yep like i hate, I hate that durant's old but it's i can't quit kevin durant man <laughs> exactly yeah, <I> <laughs> so him. he's Easily the best player. Like I said, Chris Paul of the century because, you know, he's older. But Durant's the yeah. best player of the decade, like even without the Achilles. He had four straight number one seasons. Like, mm-hmm. get out of here. So, Yeah. All right, anything else? I think we hit it all. I that was a lot so. of fun. Yeah. Oh, man, I love, I love talking fantasy. I love the, the last dance pods are fun, but not just talking fantasy for 45 minutes is like my favorite thing to do. Makes me want to do another mock. <laughs> right, we definitely will. So uh, I don't know when, but we're, yeah, we should do something. Cool. So you guys yeah. take care. Enjoy your weekend, and thanks for coming on, man. All right, thanks, Mike. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy-six yards. The longest field goal ever missed. 
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.